everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the Paper Tiger podcast. Um, it's Jacob today. No Z. Z couldn't be here today, but I am joined by... Introduce yourself. Oh, hi. I'm Emily. Um, I'm a senior at Lick, and I'm very excited to talk about my involvement with the Youth Commission here in San Francisco. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. So thanks, Jacob, for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, do you, yeah, so you're on the San Francisco Youth Commission. Do you want to I guess first just say a little bit about what that is and what you guys do. Yeah, yeah. So I chair the Youth Commission and it's basically a body of 17 youth that advises the San Francisco mayor and board of supervisors on policies related to youth. So we do things like um, we give public comment at hearings, we write resolutions, um, and we write recommendations so that um, the mayor and the board of supervisors are creating policies that serve youth in the city. Uh, Do you have any examples of policies that you guys have advised on in the past? Yeah, so um, the Free Muni for All Youth program in San Francisco actually came out of the Youth Commission um, a few years ago when um, SFUSD had cuts to their school buses. Um, the Youth Commission thought about how there was really no like adequate school bus service serving youth in San Francisco um, with the cuts to those buses, and so they thought of a Free Muni for Youth program where um, youth could apply to get on Muni for free. Um, and then, so that, a few years after that, um, that eventually led to the Board of Supervisors recognizing that free public transportation for all youth is important and youth shouldn't have to go through like a complex application process in order to get free public transportation. So um, the Board of Supervisors and specifically um, Supervisor Myrna Melgar um, of District 7 agreed to funding a program for free muni for all youth in the city. So um, that came out of the Youth Commission realizing that, um, you know, youth rely on public transportation heavily, not being able to drive, and it's just really important and crucial to our city. Um, What kind of policies are you guys working on right now? Um, So free muni for all youth was approved until 2024, and um, in the Housing and Land Use Committee, we're looking at slow streets and um, access to biking for youth, and uh, we're also looking at like um, crowding on school buses because Muni is reaching um, its pre-pandemic levels again. So just everything to make sure that youth have access to transportation still um, now that it's free. How did you find yourself involved with the East Commission? Had you know that there was something you wanted to do? Um, well, my friend was on it and I, I thought it looks like a cool opportunity because at the time, I had done a lot of stuff with community organizing. Like I'd done a few internships. I interned with um, Together SF, where I helped hold like civic engagement events in San Francisco. And I also did stuff with San Francisco Transit Riders, where I learned how to like organize and lobby um, for more efficient public transportation. And then I realized that like city politics was really interesting. So from there, I just applied to the Youth Commission. You know, I wrote a few essays. I went through a few rounds of interviews, and then. Um, I got appointed by my supervisor, and so um, to get on the Youth Commission, you can either get appointed by your supervisor or get appointed by the mayor, and then so um, I was selected to represent District 11, which is also the district that Lick is in. Who's the supervisor who appointed you? Supervisor Asha Safai. Um, what aspect of local politics was like the most intriguing to you when you first started? Ooh, um, definitely like how familiar it feels because I think local politics is really interesting because like 
whenever I'm reading local policy, it's like I can see all of these issues and all of these like ideas in my everyday life, you know, like free muni for all youth was something that was very close to me because um, I don't drive and I, I won't drive for a while. So um, it's, it's cool to learn about that and learn about how it helps other youth in the city. And like, I also love biking. So it's cool to also learn about like bike policy and um, how elected officials are making more, making biking more accessible to all people. So I think local policy is very cool in that like, it, it's very close to you and you can see everything in your city up front um, in addition to like advocating for it. So yeah, lo local policy has like, um, it, it has a special place in my heart now. <laughs> um, I, obviously we can't all like be on the Youth Commission, but is there a way that you recommend that um, people our age get more involved in politics? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways. Like um, a lot of youth, they interned for district supervisors in City Hall. Um, so there's 11 district supervisors and they, they love to host interns. So, um, you know, people can work in their offices, help research policy, help talk to constituents, um, all of that good stuff. And youth can also like work on campaigns. So I know the um, November 2022 election just ended, but there was a lot of good campaigns for like Prop G, which was the Student Success Fund, um, Prop J, which was the Safe Parks for All campaign, um, and just like other people who are running for the even number districts. So there's always opportunities um, to work on campaigns when there's an election, and there's always opportunities to work in City Hall. And yeah, and you can also like always give public comment at the Board of Supervisors meetings. Like they're, they're supposed to be publicly accessible. So like if you read up on their agendas and you see something that catches your eye, you can always just like show up to the chambers in City Hall and um, talk about why something's important to you or important to the city. Uh, what kind of topics do usually come out, come up at the uh, like City Hall meetings? I know this summer I had an internship where I was in a lot of um, town council meetings and housing was always like the biggest issue I think that would come up in those meetings. Do you, did you find that there was like a specific issue that the citizens of San Francisco are the most focused on? Ooh, yeah, well, um, they have several committees, so they're, they're focused on everything really. Like they have um, a public safety committee, they have like a children, youth and families committee. So really the Board of Supervisors are looking at like all issues that affect San Franciscans. But I'd say like um, the ones that I've seen people be most passionate about are like the ones that are related to housing um, and also public safety. Like um, when I interned in City Hall as well, like when, whenever there was something related to public safety or crime, um, I know San Franciscans have been like really focused on that. So I would see like lines and lines of people lined up um, at the chambers to give public comment. And it was really inspiring because it's like, wow, like, you know, citizens know what's happening in their local government and they care enough to show up and speak on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really powerful that like the Youth Commission gets to speak at that because I think when I was at those meetings, what struck out to me, what stuck out to me is that like the people who come to town council meetings to speak or the people who have time to do that um, yeah and so it was like a lot of older people um, which obviously is still good but like I, I appreciate that you guys like get a space to speak for people our age because I feel like we don't have the time to always be there and speak yeah I agree I think like um, it's hard because government is so confusing 
So like a lot of people don't really like know how to come in and give public comment, but I think it's like a really important skill that everyone should like know how to do. But yeah, not everyone has the time or the energy. So it, it's cool to be able to show up and do that. What's the last thing you gave public comment on? Um, I gave public comment at a hearing regarding um, sexual assault in San Francisco schools. So um, the Youth Commission supported the hearing um, happening and then we showed up to the hearing and then we researched like issues that emerged for San Francisco students. So then I talked about how there was a lot of bureaucracy um, within the district attorney's office and the San Francisco Police Department to get anything done in terms of like testing rape kits um, and supporting victims of sexual assault and sexual violence um, despite legislation passing like four years ago mandating that all rape kits had to be tested they, they still weren't testing rape kits so we just highlighted that like despite all of these like policies being created to support San Francisco students not all of them are being implemented and no one's really pointing it out so I think hearings are very powerful in that like they bring a lot of information to light to the public um, that and not everyone has like the time to research that information to like know what's happening within these schools but everyone knows that these issues are there so I think hearings are just like really powerful in that they like uncover a lot of information and they bring about positive change. Mm -hmm. So this year you're chairing the commission right? Yeah. How did that come about? Did you run for that or was that something that everyone else just appointed you to? Like how did that come about? Yeah, so it was an election um, and the Youth Commission has several committees. So we have the Housing and Land Use Committee that focuses on like transportation, housing, um, street safety, things like that. And then we have transformative justice. So that's like, I don't know, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory, but like prison reform. And um, we have civic engagement, which has focused on about 16. And then we also have the executive committee so um, within the executive committee, we have like chair, vice chair, legislative affairs officers, and communications officers. And at the beginning of each term, you run for a position. So um, last year, I ran for communications, and this year I ran for the chair position. So I was elected to that position, um, and I'm very grateful to chair the commission. And it's, yeah, it, it's a great opportunity to just like understand how to lead a city commission and like how to lead like a, a government body because I think it's like really confusing. It's a lot of like logistics like so to chair the commission I have to like um, do Robert's rules of orders in the meeting so I gotta like I gotta like use all the official language you know to to um, run the meetings and I'll just like coordinate all of the legislative and outreach materials so that everything's in place with the commission but yeah it, it's a great opportunity and it's just done through an, an election. Uh, what skills do you think that you have had to use to be chair? Like, what, what do you think is, like, particularly unique to chair a committee opposed to just being on a committee? Um, so, I think to chair a commission, you kind of have to be, like, very patient, and you also have to be kind of efficient, um, because um, with the agendas, there's, like, a lot of items, and you want to, like, know how to move along the meeting in an efficient way without like rushing people so you have to like always be aware of time and like how you're using that time and like making sure that like everything's going smoothly in the meeting so like not being afraid to like interrupt people when they're like going over their time or like not being afraid to like rush them so I think like my awareness of time has helped me with that and also like 
um, I love meeting new people. So whenever I'm like representing the youth commission at an event or like speaking at an event or meeting new people that come to present to us, um, I think you also have to be like very open to meeting new people and also like excited to meet new people because um, you're representing the youth commission with like your enthusiasm and like your excitement. So I think, um, yeah, also like my, my ability to like connect with new people has helped me in this role as well. Um, what kind of events do you guys go to? I know, like, I think it was like either last week or two weeks ago, I saw on your Instagram, like, you guys were at Ocean Beach. Um, oh, yeah. Like, what kind of events do you guys usually go to? Yeah, we go to like a wide variety of events. Um, on Halloween, we went to an event called the Great Hauntway. So that's hosted on the Great Highway, which is, um, a, you probably know what it is, but everyone probably knows what it is, but it's like a big um, street. Uh, in the outer sunset so there we like tabled with a bunch of community organizations and we just handed out candy to little kids and dressed up in costumes and fun things like that so there's like really silly and fun events where we can just like table um, and talk about the youth commission and introduce it to other youth who may be interested um, so there's like community fairs and things like that and then there's also um, like more formal events where the youth commission has to speak so um, I've spoken at an event about Prop G, which was the Student Success Fund um, that basically like distributes millions of dollars to SFUSD schools. So we we speak at an event where like um, there's like an important policy or issue related to youth, and we, we just like give our input on like what the Youth Commission thinks. Um, and yeah, there's also just like random little mixers, like political mixers. So <laughs> there's like mixers hosted by San Francisco Young Democrats or San Francisco Women's Political Committee. And we'll just come to like network with people who are involved in like the local policy scene and you know, talk about the Youth Commission and how we can collaborate with other organizations. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, but um, we attend all of them in our goals of serving San Francisco and uh, meeting people who can uh, help us with our goals. Hmm. Um, I know you just mentioned it, but do you want to talk a little bit about the midterms and like Prop G and some of the other props that maybe the kids don't really know enough about that affect them? Yeah, okay, so when I'm thinking about like the props that specifically affected youth in San Francisco this year, obviously there's Prop G which was um, the Student Success Fund, which um, uses excess property tax revenue um, and distributes them to San Francisco schools. And um, there's like a grant process that's administered by the um, Department of Children, Youth, and Families that helps um, distribute all of these funds and grants to SFUSD schools. So um, that one's really important in that like it provides students with more funding to um, have access to like different resources and opportunities that would not be available with this funding. Um, so that's Prop G and then there's... Uh, and did, did Prop G pass? Oh yeah, yeah, it passed. And then there's um, Prop J and Prop I. I think, well this one's obviously like relevant to all San Franciscans because Prop G would re will keep um, JFK and Golden Gate Park open to cars, I mean um, free from cars. And so that one's really important in that like youth regularly use car-free JFK to bike and walk and exercise and just like have fun. So um, that also passed, which was great. And then um, Prop I failed because that's like the opposing measure. And then there's also, <clears throat> there's Prop, 
There's Prop L, which was the Library Preservation Fund, and that one just um, basically ensures that the libraries have like resources and funding to maintain their libraries. And then there is, let's see, there's a lot. There's Prop L, which is the Transportation Sales Tax. <clears throat> Sorry, I've been talking a lot. No, <laughs> okay, so there's the Transportation Sales Tax, and then that basically um, maintains the tax um, the half cent sales tax so that transportation and projects in transportation projects in San Francisco have funding. So um, really grateful that that one passed because if it did not pass, then um, Muni would have to like go through so many cuts and um, the MTA is like already in a budget deficit. So yeah, like all of all of the really good props passed. So really grateful for that. And then Obviously, there's like the, uh, Prop D and Prop E, which are the housing, housing measures, yeah. but both failed. So, okay. yeah, um, that's really sad. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is on a, a lighter note, but you you've done work with Muni, right? Like, yeah. Okay. What's with the lunchable Muni's? Oh. Why, why are they so ugly? Oh. Okay. So like, I don't know too much about this topic, but it is really funny because, um, well, lunchables paid Muni to yeah. get their ads on the buses, obviously. But um, it's been like, there's, it's, it's been stirring some controversy on Twitter because you either like love them or you hate them. And I actually have a friend who started a petition to keep the Lunchables buses um, because he thinks they're like cute and funny. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that, that's been like something that's been pretty light on Twitter regarding yeah. transportation and SF politics, but it, it's silly. They're, they're cute, they're everywhere, but I've seen less and less of them. So maybe they're going away, who knows? They stuck out to me because they're like the only time I ever see ads on <laughs> yeah. like the Lunchables and they're so big. Yeah, yeah, they're so big. So noticeable, it's funny. Yeah. Um, is there a favorite like person in San Francisco politics that you've gotten to meet like I know you've met the mayor and like obviously a lot of district supervisors and just like mm. who has stuck out to you as like really impressive Ooh, that's a good question okay <clears throat> okay okay well okay well I've interned for um district 7 supervisor Marina Melgar and she's been really good in terms of just like representing her district and she actually started the um Ocean Avenue Mobility Action Plan, which um, Lick is on Ocean Avenue, and the task force would basically like, <clears throat> sorry, I like, my throat is. Yeah. Okay, so basically, it would improve multimodal access and safety on Ocean Avenue, so ensure that there's um, safety for pedestrians and bikers and cars, because there's, there's a lot going on on Ocean Avenue, so just like making sure that like, the freeway exit is well integrated with like the bike lanes and the um, the pedestrian stops and just yeah. So I'm really grateful that she started that task force, and she also invited two youth, um, including myself, to like sit on it. So I really appreciate that she's like incorporating input from people who use Ocean Avenue a lot. Um, so she's she's done a lot of really great projects like that one and. Um, I love her for that. And then there's, I'm also fond of um, Hillary Ronan, District 9 supervisor, because um, I, I feel like she's done a lot of good work to represent youth in the city. And like 
her work with um, Prop G was phenomenal because she did that like after um, budget season and budget season in San Francisco, which is like really busy during um, like mid midsummer to um, late summer. It's it's always really busy and like right after budget season, she just tackled Prop G and authored it and introduced it and it's really gonna do great things for San Francisco students. So grateful for her grateful for her for doing that um and I, I yeah i would say those two are like my favorites they're also women so yeah, yeah. woman representation on the board is great mm -hmm. um well i think that's the questions that i have is there any last things you want to say about purple politics or just in general something you've learned mm -hmm. um, then we can wrap up. okay um i think the last bit I'll say is that people should give more credit to local politics. I think it's really important because like a lot of the decisions that affect your everyday life, you know, like your safety on a certain street or how much resources there are in like a certain library or um, resources there are at like a public school are also important, but people really like bypass local politics. And I think local politics has so much to do um, with everything that like shapes your life. So um, if you have the time, like always try to get involved in local politics and um, especially like youth involvement in local politics is really interesting because um, elected officials will listen to you if you um, use your voice and if you advocate for what's right to you. So if, yeah, if anyone has the opportunity, like just read up on local politics and um, get involved, like get out there in city hall and just do your thing to make sense. Know who your representatives are to make San Francisco a better place. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, that's that's it for episode three of the Paper Tiger podcast. Uh, we'll be back soon. And yeah, thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. <laughs>